Welcome. To Arcade Audio. It's hard to find a movie that way. Lucky for you, we found a few. It's Queer Movie Night. Hi! Welcome to Queer Movie Night. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. And this week we'll be doing um, a brand new movie uh, that you can catch on Netflix um, that Deb picked for us. It's called The Mitchells versus The Machines. Um, and it's an animated movie. I think this is our first animated movie, probably. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess let's just get right into it, Deb. Uh, what made you pick this movie? Um, and yeah, just go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like still waking up. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, disclosure, it is Sunday morning. Um <laughs> In case anyone is wondering, <laughs> wow, they're really taking a second to get to it today. <laughs> it is a Sunday morning and I'm wearing my t-shirt without a bra that says, show me your kitties on it. That was a Ooh. gift for my sister years ago. Um, We're getting spicy. You know, like, show me your titties. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever uh, heard that? <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel. <laughs> every time I heard that, <laughs> all, all from my wife. I have this maternity bra that I bought <laughs> from Target because I saw it initially and I just thought, that's a really cute bra. It's like this really cute, like mauve color. Uh -huh. And then I was like, what are these flaps? And then she was like, it's a maternity bra. And I said, who the fuck cares? I'm going to buy it anyway. It's really cute and comfy. <laughs> so now when I, <laughs> I'll walk into a room and I'll just take the little flaps and go, and I'll pop them open and my boobs just flop out. They flop out. <laughs> it's kind of like a little, it's the gift that keeps on giving when you buy yeah. a maternity bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hard side tangent. Um, well, the reason I chose the movie, The Mitchells vs. Machines. Um, oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, we watched it uh, for the first time when it came the weekend it came out and like the whole time you're thinking okay this girl is definitely definitely queer she's definitely yeah. leaning one way um and then i mean if i feel like we always give spoilers pretty much immediately yeah. anyway so um but like at the end they confirm it that she's queer and it's so exciting because it's like not a huge thing yeah um which Obviously, queer stories we want, we like, we likey, mm -hmm. but um, it is really nice. Um, I feel like it's uh, we're seeing it more often in, in movies that are being currently um, in TV where it's like less of a thing. Yeah. Uh, somebody's sexuality. And um, not to mention the fact that it, it's the first time I've ever seen an animated queer character being the lead character of an animated family film. Mm -hmm. And the like, reason I chose it is for that reason. But also, I just we just loved it. It's one of the funniest animated movies I've seen. 
thing. I love that it's like very much so for families and, but it's, it's not, I feel like sometimes, um, the sat, maybe, maybe animated film writers or directors sacrifice the funny for, um, the con- the family content does that mm-hmm. make sense yeah like it still has its like cheesy moments but for it being a family film i think it's so funny it made us yeah. laugh out loud the entire time yeah and it it helps that the cast is like all very funny people it's a lot oh, of comedians yeah, yeah it's um, a stacked cast yeah this is a this very was... disjointed explanation of why i chose this but no 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 it's great go on the journey with me i'm figuring it out <laughs> I actually watched it uh, with my boyfriend, Brian, and we laughed out loud a lot, too. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And um, it was originally planned as a, a theatrical release, um, but then due to COVID-19, it was moved to Netflix. Um, and yeah, it's got a really stacked cast. Um, Danny McBride, Abby Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman. Yes. Uh, from the favorite, Fred Armisen, Beck Bennett, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, Conan O'Brien, just like crazy, crazy cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so just before we get into it, um, just to like give a general premise for the film, the movie follows this family, uh, the Mitchells, um, and the lead character, Katie, is their teenage daughter. Um, and she wants to be a filmmaker and uh, she gets accepted to this really great uh, film school in California. Um, And she is having um, uh, issues relating to her dad because he doesn't understand what she does and um, is worried that she's going to fail when she leaves um, so they they have a big fight, and in an effort to bring them closer together, he decides that instead of her going on her own, they're going to make it a road trip um, so for the family to all bond together. And then uh, during this moment, um, Eric Andre's character, who is basically uh, um, Steve Jobs... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> who's, de- who's basically Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg. He runs this tech company called Pal. He is announcing this new, basically the new iPhone, but it's the new Pal and it's these robots. Um, and in doing so, he throws out his old Pal and um, hurts her feelings. So then the old pal starts to take over by hacking into I mean, all if you the were, If you haven't seen this, I'd be like, what is he talking about? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the details. Like, I'm following. Like, she, he hurts her pa- the pal's feelings. The pal then takes... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like holding my head in my hands like still asleep. Describe <laughs> it. So sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um uh so basically the the robots start to take over and they're capturing all the humans um and somehow the Mitchells avoid capture and they're the only humans that have not been captured by the robots and so it's up to them to save the world um 
so th- there you go. There's your premise. Um, <laughs> Round of applause. Thank you. got through it, buddy. <laughs> you um, did great. I would have yeah. done the same. I would have done the exact same. Um, Ugh, but yeah. Sorry. There might be some noise of blinds moving because of my dog. So blame my dog, B. Arthur. <laughs> Anybody gets mad about the noise in their ear. Okay, sorry. Um, so this is a really fun uh, concept. And I think that they really do a good job at incorporating like meme culture and like all kinds of other things like that makes it feel so of today like of our of our of this time um and the the film is kind of like kind of like it's interesting it's kind of like um a warning or like sort of a a satire it's interesting the dad is very old-fashioned and he doesn't like uh technology and things like that um and this film is kind of kind of anti-technology but kind of pro-technology um and uh but the the way that it's filmed with all the like overlay of like i love like just like all the little touches of like stars coming up and sparkling and like the heart appearing when she's like feeling good about things and and things like that Mm -hmm. um it sounds crazy with me talking about it, but you should just watch the movie and see like the, it's kind of like there's the, the main animation and then there's like hand drawn animation over top of things. Um, and I really like the animation style too. It's really, um, it's, it's 3d animation, but it's also like almost like the textures are hand painted and things like that. So it looks, it has a really fresh looking style to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just looks different from um, from most animated movies that I have seen recently. Um, it's um, I think that the um, it's made by people who worked on Spider Man and the Lego Movie, so it makes sense that it that it's sort of those both had very unique animation unique looking animations as well. So it's nice that they uh, have continued to sort of innovate and and make something look uh, unique like that. Yeah. I love the animation. I feel like it's a standalone style. I saw a tweet that said it looks like the Grubhub commercial animation and then I couldn't (laughs) see it. Uh, But I really loved it. I thought it was such a cool choice. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many parts of this movie that make it stand out from like your classic run-of-the-mill animated film Mm -hmm. um and i think the animation is a part of it it's just an it's a style that i've never seen and then to like have the the interesting choice of doing the like hand-drawn animation on top of the other animation because what you said of like how they touch on like meme culture and how they integrate it into the film is on paper i think would be very cheesy if they're like we're gonna talk about memes and current i don't know it just sounds stupid and i feel like a lot of people who try to do that i don't know it just becomes pretty cheesy yeah it comes off as like gimmicky and like and like we're doing this because it's popular right now but Mm -hmm. the way that they use it in this movie 
is so it's so connected to the material and it's so connected to the story that you that it comes up that it's actually like it elevates the story as opposed to like just being something they tacked on for like for people to be like oh that was cool yeah like it's so it's so pertinent to the style of the telling of the story and like the feel it adds like it really is part of the feeling of a movie that like it would just be an entirely different movie if it didn't have that and so that makes a huge difference and i think that that is why it it doesn't bother us or it doesn't come off as cheesy like that Mm -hmm. well it's also just very funny yeah but it's just like joke 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 yeah and it's they're good jokes they're funny um for te- the technology thing that you mentioned too is like I was thinking about it and it does seem anti-technology because of the actual premise of the film is literally like if iPhones killed us. Yeah. <laughs> um, which it gets scary. Yeah. Like when they're running from and they're like the pal thing, the robots are exploding shit. It's scary. It's like yeah. a scary movie for a second. Um, not like actually scary. Not like <laughs> I cried. I was so scared. Um, but I feel like they, they like kind of balance it out with like, it is anti-technology, but it's like, if she didn't have technology, she wouldn't be able to be a filmmaker. And yeah. that's what her dad doesn't understand. And like, maybe he yeah. learns like who she is along the way and like the importance of technology and her, in her work and how she uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. I would, I would straight up watch it again. I feel oh, like yeah. I'm going to watch this movie a lot of times. Yeah, I would definitely watch it again. I, I really thought it was like really it. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, and they even make like a commentary of like, um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have stolen everyone's data and gave it to the robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like is really like, feels really topical now in today's world where we're like, probably everyone owns our data and knows everything about us, but I mean, surely. Right. Yeah. It freaks me out. That's why I keep, we have an Alexa and I'm always like, oh, no, I kind of want to get rid of it because when it first came out, it was like, this thing is so cool. You listen to music and you could use a light bulb, turn off a light bulb, um, which we don't even use it for that, but you yeah. could, if you wanted to. And that's what we've been saying for years, but if we wanted to, we could <laughs> hook it up to our light bulbs. Um, I just feel like I'm like always looking at it. Yeah. Out of the corner of my eye. Like, I don't know about you, Alexa. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you. You're freaking me out. Yeah. And I have one of those little, uh, one of those little dingers for my uh, camera on my laptop. Oh yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. I try, I try a little bit, but not yeah. really because I, I full blown welcome this technology into my, yeah. into my personal home. But like <laughs> I, I've like worked in. Oh, I'm just saying that as a joke. After I say something to the Alexa, <laughs> just in case the government is like, is she serious? Not that I'm like plotting these horrible murders or something. Okay. And also, I'm in my home right now. Alexa, I'm joking. She talks back to me right now. I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. Oh, my God. I have a Google Play or whatever it's called. A Google mm-hmm. Home. 
And I was watching a video where somebody interacts with their Google home and they were talking and my Google home like responded. And I was so scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard pass. My, my mom, my parents woke up in the middle of the night to Alexa talking in the living room. Their bedrooms yeah. on the, on another floor. And they were like, uh, uh, they thought, well, they thought it was just somebody in the house and scared yeah. the shit out of them. You know, um, they hadn't had an Alexa for very long. Yeah. They weren't used to it. That would scare well, the bejesus out of me if I heard it talking yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's so funny. This conversation reminds me of when Furbies first came out, people were like freaking out because Furbies would like talk automatically or like they said Furbies were like always listening to you and things like that. Which can we talk about how that is one of the funniest. It's so good. Premises is that the fur, the, the giant Furby that comes to life. We were dying when they all started singing. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) And that little laugh, like that's the exact laugh that the Furby has. I was like, Oh my God. God, we were laughing so hard at that scene. <laughs> Furbies used to scare the shit out of me too. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a thing because if you ever ask anybody if they had a Furby, they're like, yeah, I had one. They were kind of creepy, huh? Yeah. So we all agreed that they were creepy. So why did we all have one? Why but we all we wanted so one. Well? Like I wanted one. It's like a part of the appeal that they're terrifying <laughs> and that when you fucking have more than one, <laughs> more than one in a room, they start singing together. <laughs> Normally, that's my shit. I love that. Not in the case of Furbies. <laughs> when it comes to a weird yeah, toy. That was that yeah. was just so good. That was such a like, because yeah, if you had a Furby, you were just like, oh my god, yeah, that's it. <laughs> did you ever have a Tamagotchi? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even. I think I just had it. That was another thing that I just had because everybody else had one. Yeah, but I never knew how to actually work it. All, all I remember was like pressing a bunch of buttons. Mm-hmm. And then doing the thing with the pen in the back to reboot it back to life, where you, oh, where yeah, you yeah. like poke a little thing in there. <laughs> I think yeah. I had a Tamagotchi board game, and I never touched it once because I was like, "What do I do with this?" Oh, interesting. I don't know. What, I don't understand what the Tamagotchi even does. Yeah, you, you just know? feed it and play with it so it doesn't die. Yeah, kind of like. Do you remember Neopets website? Yes. Neopet- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of similar to that, which I also had no idea what I was doing, but I was also (laughs) always just on it because everybody else was. So basically what we've boiled this down to is I'm a fad follower and I'm not a leader. I follow. I'm not a leader. (laughs) It's okay. Most Um, people are. It's okay. um, Going back to the film, um, what are some, I guess it's, it's interesting earlier you were talking about um, there's a big part of this movie that I like is that it's not a, a queer story. It's just a person. It's just a story that happens to center around a queer, per, queer identifying person, um, which is great. That's like pro progress. Um, uh, but it, it does bring an interesting um it does bring an interesting question to mind and sort of like something that me and my boyfriend were experiencing while we were watching the movie because like you said they don't um actually confirm that it's a queer person until the end of the film um and that it reminds me sort of did you ever see paranorman Mm -hmm. 
Um, there was a queer character in that film too, but it wasn't revealed until like the very last scene. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we actually made a joke because Katie, the, the teen in the film has like a rainbow pin on during the whole film. Oh yeah. (laughs) I went on Twitter and there's so many, like so many, what is it? Eggs? I'm thinking, why am I blinking right now? I don't know. Like Easter Easter eggs? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use the excuse again. It's morning. It's morning. (laughs) Don't judge me. God, I just forgot the term Easter egg. Um, Yeah, there's a bunch of Easter eggs throughout throughout the whole thing. Where there, if you like look in the background of her room. Yeah. There's like a lot of, there's like a lot of queer things in her room. And like the pin. Good eye. I didn't see that until afterwards. Until I, you saw that in the moment? Yeah, like at the beginning of the movie. But How also, very gay I of you. I know. I think <laughs> I came in knowing that she was queer, so I think that I was looking for oh. things like that. Did oh. Did you not know? No, we had no oh, clue. It was good. such a fun surprise. Yeah. I mean, it was like the whole the whole time you're like, I mean, she has to be. Especially yeah. in the beginning when she does the montage of like, I'm trying to figure out who I am. I'm just different from everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not normal like everybody else. And then she's wearing all the different gay outfits. And, yeah. Gay haircut. Yeah. 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 But um, I actually, I think we were shocked because we never actually, because I've never expected seen Expected it to be confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think that probably going into the movie, knowing it and like, and like knowing that it was going to be queer somehow because you chose it. um, I think that probably changed our perspective a little bit, but, but my boyfriend and I were joking, like, like she has that, that pride pin. That's probably like how she's lesbian and they're not going to say anything about it. Yeah. Um, um, So it does bring up about um, an interesting thing of like it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way that like we don't know for sure until the end like i kind of wish there was like some sort of confirmation at the beginning of the film um yeah maybe they thought or like even they... like well I, and i see i can see the argument that like it's really not important to the story like it really is not um but if you're gonna include it like I would I think I would prefer there to be more at the beginning than at the very end because it feels like something that's I mean mm, I don't know it's tough yeah it's tricky because you could look at it from a couple different angles you could say what you said like it's not important necessarily so you know whatever but then you could also say if this was the intention the whole time did they slip it in at the end because at that point the conservative family who would have turned it off initially when they first said something in the beginning of the movie then would watch the whole movie yeah for them to then get it at the end i'm wondering if that's like um like almost like a studio thing yeah. If the, if like the writers, we don't know the writers' intentions. Maybe they yeah. always intended on it being at the end. But what if the writers did want to make it more, a, yeah, a, a, a more central part of the story? Yeah. And executives were like, no, like if this is going to be like a family movie, we're going to sell it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be at the end after everybody's already watched it because I can think of people. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
like family members that probably would have turned it off if they would have confirmed it early on. So on one hand, it's like, that's cow that what a coward they they're cowards. They should have just put it at the beginning. Now it seems like a last, you could look at it so many different ways. It's either well-intentioned and they put it at the end because they, because they wanted everybody to know this is a queer character and it's you, you'll never, you've never seen a queer character in a family animated film before. Or you could say it was just like a last minute throw out and it didn't, have any importance and didn't need to be in it and it was just appeasing gay audiences or it could look at it the other way and say you know yeah. at least it was in there at all yeah well i and, don't know and, so many different ways i wish yeah. i knew the intentions of the writers yeah and i don't think that i i stopped myself from saying it's sort of tack on at the end because like you said before like you were watching the movie and you're like oh yeah this girl is gay like i think it is incorporated into her character and i think she's a well developed character that has a lot of nuances and and has like a queer outlook and lifestyle um but i do i do wish that like like i wish that like she's mentioning this Jade character who she ends up with at the end of the movie, um, sort of. And like, I, I just wish that like, maybe that was a little more obvious that she had like a crush on her at the beginning or, or they don't even need to like come out and say that she's gay, like at the very beginning of the movie, but like just a, a little more clarity that like, that's what's going on. Yeah. 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 That's why um, I wish I wish I knew the intentions cuz yeah. we don't know if if all the writers if the studio only let them yeah. put a rainbow flag pin on her hoodie yeah. in the beginning yeah. and that was what was okayed. Just and it, I I never really think about that with any film that we watch with it has like little queer context. Mhm. Um it's just the fact that this was marketed and pushed as a family film. Mm-hmm. And I've, have you ever seen a queer character in an animated movie before? Just, just Paranorman, the one that I mentioned earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't the, yeah. the, it wasn't the lead character, but it was, a, it was like a supporting main cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, and also um, uh, the, uh, what was it? Onward, Disney's Onward had a very small queer oh, role in it. Oh, the cop. Yeah. yeah. Problematic. Yeah, problematic. <laughs> the cop with one eye. The, yeah. co- the ogre cyclops yeah. cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I That's think his voice by Lena Waithe. Is that mm-hmm. who it is? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so oh, yeah. lots of... um. Lots to unpack there, but we're not covering that movie. What a pro- <laughs> <laughs> it just gets more problematic as, as we as we realize more details about it. Yeah, <laughs> good thing we're not talking about onward today. We're talking about Mitchell's versus the machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting, though, because I was saying it's interesting how we're thinking of it differently and seeing it differently. Because mm. to me, I was like, this is a win. This yeah. is a huge deal. But and it when is. you say it and like it that, is. Yeah. you're right, though. Yeah. You're right, though. So that's why I'm kind of, like, making up yeah. um, scenarios. And you could even look at it like excuses, maybe, that I'm like, <laughs> what if the studio didn't want them to do that? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what. I guess um, I guess I'm just – maybe I'm used, we're used to begging for scraps. Yeah. Content, no, and this is, like, like – yeah. 
and this movie is a huge deal and like it's a huge step because like it's it's so much more than what we got in Paranorman or Onward. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a it's a lead queer character whose queerness doesn't define who she is, obviously, and doesn't even have any conflict in this film. Like it's her queerness doesn't come up. And that's like another argument for on the Wikipedia page it says that um the writers of the film spoke with uh, LGBT uh, identifying members of the production team and they decided to not make her queerness a part of her conflict with her dad because in this world they wanted it to to be like being gay is just like a- any normal everyday thing so like it would have never been a conflict with her family and so yeah. I can see like that argument and I can see like why not it doesn't matter that it's brought up because like in this world, the family knows and like, they don't care. And it, it obviously doesn't come up until she is potentially in a relationship at college. So like that makes sense. And I understand it. And I think that's, that's a great argument for not bringing it up. But I think as a queer viewer, um, and like thinking of like how one like as a queer child like i don't know that even with the line in the movie at the end i don't know that i would understand that this character is queer hmm and like That's thinking that this is That's like true. a family movie like so like as a queer child like watching this movie am i going to know that that this person is like me or not And so, like, I think having something at the beginning of the movie that would have made it more obvious, I would have been able to follow the story and be like, this is a this is a movie that's like about someone like me. But like even because like. I'm just like, this is totally off topic and totally like not related, but like I'm thinking of movies like Austin Powers when I was younger, like I watched Austin Powers and laughed at it, but I didn't get like 98 percent of the movie. Like, I just thought he was talking funny and, like, moving around and things like that. But I didn't get any of the dirty jokes or anything like that. And so, like, trying to think of, like, of myself as a child, would I understand that, like, that Katie is queer and or not? And I don't, even with the line in the end, I don't think that I would. Yeah. Because, because That's a really good point. It's yeah. really quick, too. Yeah. It's really yeah. quick. You could, like, blink and miss it. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Hmm. So mm. I, I do agree that it's it's great. <laughs> it's a great milestone and, and it's great progress. And I'm thankful and happy for it. And I'm glad that it's a well-written character and it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, just thinking of it that way, it it leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Okay. I think you're I th- I think you're right. <laughs> 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 that's why I love this is this is why we do the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a really good point that I did not think about at all. <laughs> wow. Um you know what I also wanted to say uh that loved the parents. I love Danny McBride and I love Maya Rudolph and for like 
the first half of the movie, I was like, okay, we stand the mom always, but yes. she didn't have any importance besides being like, listen to your dad, honey. Yeah. The whole yeah. time until the end. And when yeah. she finally got her moment to like prove like, this is what I do. I protect yeah. my family. I loved, I loved her art. Oh my God. It was so but good. I thought, I thought when we were watching it, I was like, this is going to be my one hiccup is that yeah. like you have Maya Rudolph playing the mom and you're really underutilizing her and you're yeah. pretty much just making her character. Her character's name might as well be mom. I know. It's, it's Linda, you know? which is close enough. Which is close enough. <laughs> but I love, love, that's so true. <laughs> but I love her arc. I love that when she finally got her thing, I was like, okay. Yeah. It's that was so going to be my one thing. I was it's like, like an anime oh. fight sequence. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and it's for I her do, babies. I do. I can argue, though, that I think her character is important because in the first half of the movie, because. Um, she is like really the bridge between Katie and her dad and like Mm -hmm. trying to get them to understand each other. Um, And so that is really important. Um, But I am very glad that she had her um, had growth in her own way. She sort of has this little side plot storyline where she's trying to, where she's jealous of the neighbors because they look so perfect and wonderful yeah, um, I love. That was too real of a of a of a of a story or wait of yeah. a plot line by the way of like being just how people look on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. comparing yourself to them. I was like, oh, this is real. Um, yeah, um, you're right. I don't think she was unimportant. I just wanted there to be a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and I'm but and I, I mean, there ended up being. Yeah, more, so and bad. I do I do like the growth of her. Uh, not trying to imitate the neighbors, but finding her own thing and like, and being, um, becoming powerful in her own right. And then, um, someone, uh, to be admired. And that's sort of, um, one of the underlying, uh, themes of the plot is sort of like being proud of who you are and like, um, and, and, there's my cat in the background. I know. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, sticking to who you are and then people liking you for your individuality and your differentness. Um, and uh, yeah, which is sort of like the main reason the dad and Katie can't get along is that they don't want to try to understand each other. Um, and it's <clears throat> it's only when they start to see the other person's perspective that they can actually become close and, and, um, and appreciate each other the way that they should. Um, so I think that this movie is really well-written. Um, and it, it does a very, it's well-written. It's really funny. It's got a great cast. I mm-hmm. highly recommend watching director, this movie. It's his first <clears throat> feature film. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause it's really good. Yeah. In, in every way, like the script is funny. It's, it's, it's so funny. The story is good. And I think the actual, it's like visually, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Yeah. What a great first big guy. I was, okay. <laughs> I was watching B in the camera. Was, okay. I was watching, no, sorry. I got distracted. I got distracted. Oh, I was, I was watching B in the camera and I was thinking, that doesn't look like Opal. Like I was thinking that was behind me. Oh, 
No, that's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> dog. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> I actually don't. Oh, I finished. I finished with yeah. big guy about yeah. somebody's first big movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. So, it was a really it's a, a I did not know it. that this was his first uh big movie, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, any other things um I feel like we got our big conversation out out of the way because there really isn't much specifically queer content in this film uh mm-hmm. because of the way that they handle it. Um so were there any other things that we wanted to talk about just the quality of the movie or the portrayal of Katie? Um, anything like that? Love Abby Jacobson. I think she yeah. crushes this. I yeah. think she's so good at voice acting. She's oh, in yeah. what, disenchanted too, which yeah, I tried yeah. to watch and then it fell off, but um, love Abby Jacobson. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that she's queer in real life. Like she, like, so they like technically had a queer person, Playing a queer person. Yeah, that's think. awesome. I didn't know um, that. That's good. Yeah. I also loved the brother and I looked him up on IMDb and I don't know much of his stuff. He does mostly voice, voice, um, voiceover stuff, voiceover stuff, but I thought he was really funny too. Yeah. I just thought it was a great movie. Yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah. My, um, my boyfriend was wondering if the brother, when he was first on screen was, um, was supposed to be like, on the spectrum because he has mm. that hyper um hyper like interest in dinosaurs and and things like that um so that's interesting yeah um that is interesting hmm see but, you always see things <laughs> well that wasn't me that and was that's my why boyfriend it's a yeah. beautiful marriage yeah your boyfriend <laughs> boyfriend you potato 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 does something i do something potato potato um and i i really love the the sibling relationship too like how close mm-hmm. they were yeah um it was nice to see like a brother and sister in an animated movie not fighting yeah yeah, yeah. this movie gave me it it reminded me oh a my lot god of the and the dog oh the I dog love the yes. dog so much yeah a lot of the things that i loved about it reminded me of why i love the incredibles yeah and it, like a similar family dynamic. Yeah. Like a family that just really loves each other and doesn't understand each other all the time. But at the end of the day, they love each other. And they're all voiced by a stacked A-list cast. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Um, the yeah, robots were so great. Uh, Fred Armisen. Oh my God, they're so funny. <laughs> Beck Bennett. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think... Should we rate it? I think we should rate it, yeah. Cool. I'll go first. Oh, <laughs> okay. wait. Wait, did it, does, it pass, does it pass the Vito Russo test? Um, I, I would say it does. So yeah. the Vito Russo test has three rules. The first is that um, it has a queer, queer identifying characters, which this film does. The second is that they have character traits other than being queer, like we said before. Um, obviously, this character does. And then the third is that removing them from the film would change the plot significantly. Um, this is the lead character in the film, so it, obviously it would change the plot significantly if they were removed. So I would say it, it passes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the rating scale, we've just been doing like a one through five, kind of like 
a more zero, zero to six, I think. Zero to six. <laughs> <laughs> zero to six, even. Uh, you know, <laughs> you get to know your own goddamn fucking ratings. Uh, that's so funny. And I said it like so confidently, like, the, I loved it. I loved it. I almost like didn't correct you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say that? I'm mean, we've I never done it that way. What is wrong with because me? Because one to five is you like a normal it's one. A more, it's Sunday morning. <laughs> as I say it at 1230. I'm starting to lose that excuse. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, a five and a half and I'm going to get it because I, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it's, it's so good. It's so funny. Um, well-written. Wonderful to the eye, but I'm gonna dock it half of a point or half yes because um because of what you said I feel yeah I Thank feel you. like I was like I was changed a little bit like my mind was changed <laughs> because I still think like what happened is a win and yes, and me too I totally celebrate agree. but I do think that you're right that there yeah. should have been a little something a little bit more blatant about it because the the thing that got me what you said is that if you were if we watch this now as children, if we mm-hmm. saw this as little queer kids, I wouldn't, I wouldn't catch up, catch on to that mm-hmm. at all. Um, and at the end of the day, like is, this movie, I feel like should be more for queer kids and not the parents watching it. Yeah. So um, great if you enjoy it, but I think it should be, the importance will be to queer kids. Yeah. Not to the parents who are going to catch it. So, yeah. Okay. That's my spiel. What about you? I would say five and a half as well. I think it's for the same reasons. Like I I had such a good time. I would watch this movie again. I do think it's a win that the lead character was queer and they said so in the film. Um, Yeah. I loved it. Um, Really well done. Really well written. I hope this person goes on to make more films. Um, And yeah, just, they killed it on all, all, uh, all of the other ends. So um, I really loved it and I highly recommend it to our listeners. If you, even though we spoiled everything, um, you should still go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, um, good. Do you, do you have any, anything going on you want to plug before you plug the show? Um, <clears throat> no, I talked about the album last time and I don't think we had a date, but now the date, uh, we're releasing it on June 11th. <gasps> and I yes. think this will come out before the next episode that we record. So that's why I'm yeah. going to say it now. Yeah. Um, for updates, uh, you could follow our Instagram at the Q's Music. Great. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I was already looking for it because I wasn't sure if it'd come out yet, but I didn't see. Oh no, we're gonna make like... a we're gonna make too big of a deal of this. Okay, good, good, good. I won't. This is up. my my only diva moment. I'll probably get my whole life. So <laughs> I'm gonna milk it. I'm gonna milk it. <laughs> I disagree. I'm sure you'll have more diva moments to come, and I'm very excited for them. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, you can follow the podcast at Queer Movie Night. Um, on Facebook. Uh, Instagram or Twitter. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram or Twitter. And me, Deborah Duncan on Twitter. Actually, yeah, it's still Deborah Duncan. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, no, yeah. Uh, at, <laughs> Jesus Christ. At Deborah Duncan on Twitter and at Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. What's the next pick, Peyton? Um, so next week we'll be covering um, a, new, a newish film, not as new as this one, um, called Booksmart, uh, directed by Olivia, the actress Olivia Wilde. 
Um, I think it might be her first feature film. Her too. directorial debut. Yeah, her yeah. directorial debut. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about it. So catch us in a couple weeks for Book Smart. <gasps> Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.